This is Brand Talk, another way to talk where there's no shouting, there's no yelling, there's no screaming, just good old conversation and good old talk. And by the way, you can see us every Thursday at 3 p.m. And the best way to find us is on YouTube, uh, Dr. John Tantillo's YouTube channel, and also on Facebook Live, John Tantillo. So, um, and if you have any problems with that, just uh, give us a uh, uh, an email to me at doc at johntantillo.com and we'll try to fix that up. And uh, today we have a treat for you. And just don't think I say that every week, because today, uh, right before I went on today, uh, we were, uh, uh, my guest and I were having so much fun. And I feel like I've known this guest for uh, over 10 years and i and i just met him that's the kind of man that this man is and um let me just say as a dynamic and motivational speaker and award-winning author of living motivated the beatitudes of living a motivated life Dr. Walter Sims knows what it takes to live a life on purpose. A spiritual leader by profession, Dr. Sims holds a master, master's of ministry, a doctorate of divinity, as well as a professional life coach certification. Dr. Sims aims at empowering individuals toward significant increases in self-esteem, focus, clarity, and productivity by helping them realize their life's purpose. Uh, It is with great pleasure that I introduce my new friend, colleague, Dr. Walter Sims. Dr. Sims, welcome (laughs) to Brand Talk. How are you, young man? Man, man, I I am um I'm just humbled by that introduction, man. And I consider you as a friend as well, man. Thank you for having me today. Oh man, I gotta tell you something. It just gives me such pleasure to have somebody that has gone through your journey. And we're gonna we're we're gonna talk a little bit about that and um uh, and deal with the fact that life isn't easy. That uh, most of our lives are like the book of Job. And if those of you of those of our listeners that aren't familiar with Job, Job is the book where everything goes wrong for this character. And and boy, uh, you know, I I, I like the saying everybody's entitled to at least 10 bad years. (laughs) At least. That's right. That's right. Okay. So uh, with that, welcome to Brand Talk. And I'd like to begin. When you get up in the morning, how do you get started? I mean, you're supposed to be the motivational speaker. What does this motivational speaker do to start his day off right? Um, I was I was just talking about that uh, this morning on my uh, daily broadcast that uh, one of the things that I'm an advocate of is just waking up. Uh, with a spirit of gratitude. But a lot of times as a motivator, as a an entrepreneur, um, I I was guilty today of you hit the ground running. I had my mind getting ready for you. Um, I have some other things I had to take care of. And when I did my daily broadcast, I had to kind of kind of spank my hand because I forgot to say 
Lord, thank you. And uh, I usually fix me a cup of coffee, Starbucks, house blend, of course. I, I get my coffee. Um, I get my thoughts ready for my daily broadcast and uh, just go through the routine of my day, set my intentions for the day. But, but uh, the long and short of it is I start every day. And it's my habit uh, to start with gratitude and just being thankful uh, for the gift of another day, John. Yeah. Well, you know, I love you even more because I can't, <laughs> I shouldn't say this. I love, I love the coffee that you mentioned. I love, I, I not Starbucks. It's the one that you mentioned. I right. love that coffee. And I was going to say when I, the first thing I do when I wake up is have my cup of coffee before I even thank God, I, I'm going to go, please God, don't, don't strike me. But I mean, I know, right. Am I right? I mean, but you taught me something and, and, uh, and that is be grateful for the day. That's right. I love that. I really, really, really love that. That, that, that that's that huge. Is it's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. I I um I have several books, and one of the books I is a 21-day devotion to becoming a more positive person. And in one of the chapters, one of the main doses in that chapter is, is living a life of positivity. And, and a big piece of that is is being grateful, John. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And what is this with young people being negative? I don't get it. You got to be positive. What are you doing? You're 20 years old, 25 years old, 40 years old, and you're coming up with negatives. Not I, good. I, Please, I, I, doctor. I, blows blows my mind and you you and i are in pretty much the same ballpark with age and you can understand this uh when we were in school let's just say let's say when we were in school and we had to do a research paper we had to go to the library we had to go through those huge encyclopedias we had to have 10 references and it was a chore just to do a research paper now with technology now you have a wealth of knowledge in the palm of your hand oh my goodness you know um it's just it's light years ahead of where you and I come from just with technology and 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 don't talk about driving we used to if you planned a trip you had to stop by your AAA office, get maps and map it out, highlight your route. And and where you were going was not on the map. So you had to stop by a gas station and ask the attendant for directions. And now all you have to do, John, is put in a direction in your phone and it maps out the, the directions, the time. And I mean, man, life is so much easier now versus when you and I were coming up that life should be a breeze now, John. Yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree uh, more. And let me ask you, what do you think is your brand? What comes to mind uh, are you a pastor? Are you a motivational speaker? Are you a theologian? What would be the best descriptor of what you are? As I like to ask my students in three words or less, uh, what comes to mind that best describe you, describes your brand? Well, you know, I was I was at a leadership um, I was at a speaker leadership conference in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. And one of the talkers, one of the speakers who was an ex-football player talked about that very thing. And I mean, when I left there, it, it rang throughout my spirit. I said, just like you just did, all of the things that I do, what's the common thread? And I am America's number one personal development expert. And that covers the the gamut of everything that I do, because it is my job, my calling, my 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 heart's desire is to encourage people to be the very best version of themselves that they can be. Wow, 
Say that one more time. I missed it. What what was the descriptive? I am I I am America's number one personal development expert because a as personal, a pastor, I love it. Very yeah. good. I'm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is that that is uh just uh one beautiful thing because the whole thing that what we wanted what we try well what i try to do with my students and i i look at it that way is you want to help them to be the best versions of themselves maybe you can talk about that that's exactly right i um i'm a again uh, you know i'm i'm 54 i just turned 54 uh last month happy birthday Thank you. And I love Rocky. I've seen Rocky one, two, three, four, five. Every Rocky they made, I watched it. Now, in Rocky four, Rocky's best friend, Apollo Creed, got killed. And so several years later, Apollo Creed had an illegitimate son, and his name was Adonis Creed, and he was a boxer. He wanted to, he had a big fight coming up, but he went and found Rocky and told Rocky, I am not going to fight unless you train me. So one day, they were in the gym, and he was boxing in front of the the mirror, and Rocky, and this is where I'm going, Rocky told him, your greatest opponent your greatest challenger is that man looking back at you at the mirror. And, and that's what I challenge people with, John. Your greatest adversary is that person that you stare in the mirror at every day because what your challenge is is to be better tomorrow than you are today. And that has so many challenges associated with it. It's a challenge being a better you than you are right now. Yeah, that's. That's just simply wonderful. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Walter Sims. This is Brand Talk. You can hear us every Thursday at three o'clock on either YouTube, Dr. John Tantillo, or on John Tantillo's Facebook page. So when it comes to being in the dumps or having okay. what we, we, we used to say in theology, uh, the dark side of the soul or the, right. dark, uh, right. you know, where you're, you, you know, um, uh, the kids are bothering us. Uh, right. uh, things didn't go, you, you missed that motivational speak. Uh, uh, you were right. going to get, how do you deal with disappointment? That I, I, oh, that is such a uh, a great question. Uh, I get that question a lot because um, people are looking to us, you, me, and those of us that claim that we have some idea of how this thing called life works. Um, that was really the the inspiration behind uh, Walking Purpose Grow Rich, uh, a practical guide to figuring out what your purpose is. Because my, my big answer to that question is simply, if you know why you are here, that's the thing that keeps you motivated and keeps you going and helps ramp you up when you find yourself in the dumps. Um, Les Brown, one of my mentors, um, says this, the two most important days in a man's life is the day that he was born and the day that he figures out why. We're all under contract. We're all under contract. When God gives us life, John, he puts us under contract. We are we are charged to do something. And that something is what should drive us. You you you're brand talk. You're all things brand. I'm purpose. I'm all things purpose. And once you get in the lane that God has designed for you, that's your why. That that gives you the inspiration, the motivation, the drive, the reason to wake up in the morning. Your purpose is that thing that keeps you up at night, that, that helps you jump out of the bed in the morning. Because when your why is big enough, that's all the motivation that you need. And I have another saying, John, that says, 
passions fade, purpose remains the same. Oh. You and I have been passionate about a lot of things, but passions wane. I, there are things that I've been passionate about, I'm not doing anymore, but my purpose drives me every day. And my purpose, again, is to help people figure out why they're here. But but to answer your question, what keeps me going is knowing that I'm fulfilling my why each and every day that I live and every day that I wake up, I get an opportunity to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I do. Now, was there a, a time in your life that you said, gee, God, what, why did you give me this cross to bear? Why, uh, why did you do this to me now? Right. Why? I, I mean, everything was going really well. And then X happened. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah. Um, uh, we were talking, po we were talking pre-production and uh, we were talking about some of my credentials. Uh, my, my father was a pastor. And so you could probably imagine every, every week, every Sunday, everybody would tell my dad after church, oh, your, your son, little Walter, your son, Walter, he's going to preach just like you. And so mm -hmm. being inside that lifestyle, I did not want to have anything to do with being a preacher pastor because I, I knew the ins and outs of that. So I ran from it. So my senior year in high school, I did a, a research paper on electrical engineering. And since I was good in math and science, I, I went and pursued that in college. And so when I graduated from college, I got a job at a nuclear plant and I moved to the city that I'm in now. Um, and, and I spent time as an electrical engineer, but, in that process, early on in my engineering career, I started hanging out with some young preachers. And one night I was at a church service and it's like the heavens opened up and the Lord spoke, said, you are called to preach the gospel. You are called uh, to, to, to help people and to, to motivate people. And, and that kind of started the ball rolling. And, and this has been 30 plus years. And, and what makes my heart heavy, John, and I believe you can attest to this, what really breaks my heart, and, and I kind of scratch my head sometimes, I say, Lord, why do you have me on this journey, is when I run across people that don't want my help, their lives are in shambles, but they don't want, they do not want any help from me. And, and my, my great, what hurts me the most is is wanting more for somebody than they want for themselves. And so to answer your question, my heart hurts and, and I challenge and question God, why don't they see it for themselves? And that, that that's just that's just that burden that I bear as I help people. But when when I do help people and that light bulb comes on, mm -hmm. that that kind of centers me again and that yeah. that makes it all worthwhile. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned uh your father and uh the second thoughts that you had about being a preacher because uh when I met Joel Osteen, right. uh we talked a little bit about that. And That's right. um oh uh he he talks about uh being a preacher and at first he didn't want any part of it he wanted right. he wanted to be behind the scenes and then when his father passed away unexpectedly right, right. it was in front of him what should i do and right. when i when i uh, one of the things that i try to do when i meet celebrities and people who are successful at what they do is to find something that is going to resonate with them. And yeah. what I, when I said to him was it's wonderful how you made this ministry, your ministry and not your dad's ministry. Right. right and right. he went, he, he took my hand, shook it. Okay. And said, John, that was very kind to you. And I'll never forget that. And Amen. I'm sure that's what happened with you too. 
That's it. That's exactly right. And um, my dad passed about five years ago. And one of our last conversations that we had, uh, he told me how proud he was of me. And um, a lot of my friends, a lot of his colleagues, you know, when I would come home and and spend time with everybody, a lot of his friends would tell me offline how how much he talked about me. when I wasn't around how much he bragged on me. So it's uh, that, that, that makes me feel good. Yeah. And uh, if I can, uh, if I can underscore that your electrical engineering uh, degree helped you to be a better preacher. That I, you know, man, all the, all the examples and, and believe yet since you said that, let me chase this little rabbit. Since you said that, um, during a lot of our study groups, when I was um, working on my uh, bachelor's of science degree, when we would go over different um, theories and stuff, uh, I would make the analogies, the spiritual analogy, wow. the physical analogy to help drive home the principle. And a lot of my classmates would look at me and like, how did you do that? And and that would help us understand the concepts. And so, yeah, man, it, yeah, yeah. Being being an electrical engineer had definitely helped me be a be a better uh, speaker and preacher, teacher, and all that good stuff. Right. You know, um, my my journey in this was that um, uh, it took me a while to begin to believe in myself, and uh, it started because I was an overweight child. Okay. Uh, I, I wasn't the best at sports. Uh, so what the way I had to kind of get in with the guys is to tell jokes right. and to be funny. Right. Now, when I did that, I wasn't taken seriously. Understand. And Understand. so what people would say to me, I never knew you were that smart. I, <laughs> <laughs> I never knew you were that smart. She was John. I, I get yeah, I get that too. I get that too because what I what I use as a professional speaker and pastor, um, I use humor, and yes. um, that that tool allows you to really get your points across because it people relax in the sense that their defenses are down. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so sure. laughter is a strength. Uh, in what you and I do, because it, it gives people that's a that's a common thing. All of us love to laugh. And so once you get people laughing, then you can drive your points home. And, and a lot of times people have pulled me aside and, and said, Dr. Sam, I OK, I, I didn't see that from you being OK. OK, you you are you got that silliness, but you. OK, I see you, Dr. Sam. And so I, I can I can I can associate with that, Brother John. Oh, Brother John. That's what they used to call me. I was Brother John Tantillo, OSF. I was a Franciscan yep. brother. That was uh, that was another part of my life that uh, right. that. Uh, but let, let me let me get back, because th- this is something uh, that uh, that I, you know, I that happened to me about. In 2010, in 2010, I lost my business. I lost everything. I lost everything. And I was very, very, very depressed. I mean, I, I, um, I mean, I was depressed and, um, I didn't really know what to do. Right. And, um, what happened was, and nobody, wanted to help me nobody everybody uh just turned their back on me and there's one there were there were two people uh one one was uh my dear friend colleen and another one was dr lou primavera and uh, so i shouldn't say that nobody but when it seems like there's nobody and um what I would like you to do is what do you tell your, your flock or your, your patients or those people who come to you with 
problems. How do you get them over that tough period? Well, I I can again, I can definitely uh, relate to that because um, I started uh, my my business in 2010 and still working a 40 hour week job uh, at the nuclear plant. Uh, But in 2015, um, April 17th, I was fired from that job and um, I was I was teaching in my life coaching business, teaching people to live in faith and, and don't be afraid and do it scared and jump. And so I was still working a full-time job. And so I was not practicing what I was teaching and preaching. And so I believe the universe, God gave me the left foot of fellowship and I got fired and released from that job and looked like everything just took off from that. And uh, in that same year, uh, I was audited by the IRS. Oh. Uh, I filed bankruptcy. Uh, my dad died that same year. And 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 in parallel to that, I was praying. I said, Lord, make me a wise person. Yes. And little did I know in order to become a wise person, you got to go through something. And so. What I tell people, John, when when life happens, when adversity happens, then you look in the mirror and ask the question, am I living on purpose? And that's one of the things that I have been stressing during this shutdown, during this quarantine. Are you really doing that thing that God wants you to do? Because one of the worst regrets in the world is to be is to climb to the top of your mountain only to find out it's the wrong mountain. And 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 that and that in and of itself should should and and what to answer your question, um, I help people with reinvention. And and you should allow this opportunity when you get back to zero, now it's time to build upon that and go to even higher heights. And so what I do when people come to me with this dilemma, i.e., life has happened to you, let's look in the mirror, let's look at our resume. What have you done to this point in time? Now, if you are living in your purpose, now take that to another level. Be a consultant. Uh, be be a teacher. Write some books to help people understand how to do what you're doing. But if there's a disconnect from your resume and what you have supposed to been doing, you got some gaps. You got some disconnects, and you need to be doing the thing that God has called you to do with with some urgency. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the the folks at um, uh, Nike have it right. Just do it. Yeah. And one exactly. of the things that you can't do is you can't feel sorry for yourself. And Amen. one of the things that I did uh, during this period is I engaged in social media. And there at you that go. time I had maybe a thousand Twitter followers. Okay. And okay. To, uh, just uh, the other day, David said that I had 50,000. It's now down to 49,950. But, but where, but that's, but what happened is I just did it. And Amen. I mean, Amen. you got to do it. You got to brush, you know, Sinatra's had it right. You brush yourself off, you get back up and start all over again. You got to do that, you know, and when you, and when you have God in your life and I I don't want to take away uh, your energy from that, that's your, that's what you do. Uh, That's right. But that when you have God in your life, you do things. It gives you that added boost. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, John. And and that's something that that I promote. Uh, Nike has said it so very well and so succinctly. Just do it. And you got to do it in the face of fear and courage is not the absence of fear. It's the it's the ability to do it in the face of fear. And and we see a lot of courageous people in our society and our generations. And and John, I'm proud of you uh, for 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 getting up and dusting yourself off and and doing it. And I applaud you for that. And that's what I encourage well, people you. to do. Just do it. Just do it because because since I'm since I'm pro positive, I'm so positive. I tell people. Don't look at what 
might happen in the negative, look at what the possibilities are in the positive. Don't look at what might fail. Look at what might succeed. Come on, somebody. Oh, I agree. Now, how do you deal with the geniuses, or I like to call them the kids, the know-it-alls, who will say to you, well, that's very Pollyanna. That's how that's that's all that's serious. That's too syrupy and sweet. Uh, life isn't that way. That's what I sometimes get. You're too Pollyanna. Uh, uh, well, how do you respond when the geniuses say that to you? Well, well again, I, you know, I, I welcome those kinds of conversations because I have the data in my favor that amplifies what I'm saying and what I'm preaching and what I'm teaching. You just look at look at anybody that's been successful and they will tell you they they had little or nothing. They had uh, they had um, they had obstacles. They had hurdles. Life happened to them, but they persevered. They did not give up. Uh, There's a book. There's a book called Defeat from Gold. And in that book, it talks about giving up too soon. And and the and again, an electrical principle. Life is all about polarity. Life is all about attraction. Life is all about what you think about grows. And so if you focus on the negative things that are negative are going to keep coming to you. But if you focus on the positive, positive things are going to happen. And that's just how life is set up. You're not going to have too much good. You're not going to have too much bad. It balances out and you just got to live in hope that that's all we have, John, we live in hope. And, and I just choose. And I tell people being positive, living in hope, walking by faith, it's a choice. And I just choose the positive and not the negative. Oh, God bless you, brother. Let me tell you uh, that we're listening to a Dr. Walter Sims, all things purposeful here on Brand Talk, another way to talk. And you're, I hope you're getting the good vibes here. We're not yelling. We're not screaming. Not, we're not uh, telling Amen. other people that they're terrible. What That's we're right. doing is having good old warm conversation. Uh, we're thinking before we're speaking. That's and, right. uh, we're, and we're listening uh, of what the other person is in fact uh saying you can't you can't get better than that um you know uh it's funny uh that um i remember uh, i was like 15 or 16 years old and it was my sister my mother my father and uh, we went upstate new york i okay I, i don't remember the name of the of the of the lodge we went to, but uh, we went to breakfast the next day. And my mother said, boy, you know, I, I was listening to a conversation to the people next door. Okay. And it was a nice, calm, intellectual conversation without yelling and screaming. Now, you have to understand, with my mother and father, it was yelling and screaming. <laughs> but, but she, and I'm not saying it was anybody's fault. It was just, I understand, she understand. realized it. She realized it. And, um, you know, and that was my, that was my life growing up in Ridgewood, Queens, uh, being the token Italian guy with all these German guys, you know, uh, Lily White, working class. And that's what and that's what happened. You know, it was only when I went to St. Francis uh, Prep that uh, that we I I interacted with uh, with uh, black guys and we became friends. Vinnie Scott. That uh, that uh, was always causing um, was always getting us to think about issues that we 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 really didn't want to think about. But I mean, we we were it was because of my parents with their foibles 
that I was able to uh, uh, come to grips with that. And I'd like you to maybe speak to that. Well, I, I, you know, again, we were talking um, before we uh, came on the air sure. and you have you have such a great heart. You have uh, such a great spirit. And again, you're a byproduct of of your mom and your dad. And likewise with me, my my sure. parents taught us how to treat each other. And, and what I tell people, and especially recently, there's a verse in the Bible and whether you're religious or not. Uh, you can take this one nugget and it can help us navigate these waters that we're in right now. Matthew 7, 12, everybody knows the golden rule. I had to do a talk yes. uh, a few weeks ago uh, uh, with, with some young people. It was a, it's a water park in my community and I did the orientation for the summer program. And I asked the kids, I said, listen, what's the golden rule? What is, what is this? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And everybody yelled out, the golden rule. I said, if we treat, if I treat John like I want to be treated and John treats me like he wants to be treated, everybody is good. I couldn't you know? more. And so, and so a, a lot of times, and to those Pollyanners, to those people that criticize us for wearing rose-colored glasses, the solutions a lot of time are cliche. We are our brother's keeper and I'm going to treat you like I want to be treated. And so I just appreciate your heart and the format for this program. We can sit down and have conversations and, and, and be gentlemanly about it and, right. and express our thoughts and our ideas and, 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 and even the Bible also suggests, let us reason together, saith the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I love I love talking. I love communicating. I love having uh, a conversation with people. And I love learning. Yes. Oh, I've been, me too. Me too. And what I, I get frustrated about is the how in in today's culture, if you don't tow the line or you don't espouse what everybody is in fact saying uh right. your, your name called and what i right. try to right. do is try to look at the other side of the topic that's or, right uh, that's consider right. a different point of view all right uh, and I, I'm going to get I'm, I might get a little controversial here, but let me get controversial. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I don't have a racist um, bone in my body. Okay? OK, I can okay. say that. Okay. But when I have to hear how racist everything is, it unsettles me because I don't feel. They're talking to me. Okay. I understand. And if, I understand. And, and if, and if I do, if I do ever communicate that you please let me know and I will apologize. I'm not an idiot. I mean, that's, where I am getting goosebumps up the arm here because oh. I go out of my way not to make people feel comfortable, not to make people feel uncomfortable. And so I, that's that's coming right from the heart. You 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 mentioned that, so I wanted to get that out. Well, I you know I can I can tell I can tell your heart and. In our society, um, that that's that's a hot button topic right now. And sure. one of the posts that I put on Instagram is let's let's just stop saying I'm not racist and do this. Just just pause for a moment and just understand because when you say I'm not racist, what what the person hears. And and it is 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 it's received not from the heart that way you're saying it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So so when you say when you're saying I'm not racist, it's sort of like telling a sick person I'm not sick. A very good. 
Yeah. So I why why you, yeah while you are being as honest and earnest as you can, the sick person is receiving a different message. Yes. Yeah. You no. see what I'm saying? So, I, hey, so, that's why yeah. I brought it up. I because I I felt that there was something uh not right about ab- about that but i wanted to get it out and i wanted right. to have a a conversation uh yeah, because i, I because yeah. I, go ahead yeah we we um a mutual friend of ours uh we were having we were having that that same conversation and i was on another facebook live about 8 weeks ago and and he's a good friend of mine and he was coming from where you're coming from, it, what he was basically saying, Brother John, he said, Dr. Sims, it hurts my heart when I'm being generalized with the population uh, of races because I'm not. I said, well, I feel you. I know you're not. And we've right. talked offline. I know you're not. And John, I can say, and, and having only known you for 40 minutes, I know you're not racist, but what the issue is, is not with you per se, is with the spirit of racism. It's not with you. So and so we've had a lot. I've had a lot of conversations about that, but these are conversations and I believe change is happening. It's going to be slow, but change is happening because I'm telling you, we we all in this to win this. And so we got to we got to get along with each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and I I would we need more people like you and I just spreading the good news of brotherhood, love. And hey, man, we teamwork makes the dream work. You, you see, I believe that if people are big enough to say, I'm sorry, hey. I, I, you know, I did not mean that. Amen. I didn't mean for that. When, when, uh, when uh, I was in the monks and somebody said, um, uh, that person is attractive for a blank woman. Okay. okay. I, I, uh, I hear you. you know, I don't think that brother was racist. They were insensitive. I don't think they meant anything by it, but they should say, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry exactly. if I offended you. They, In the they, same and way, I, I some of my yeah. best friends are blanks. Some of my best friends are Italians. You, can't, you know, that's different from yeah. calling somebody a blank blank. That that's right. different, but that's it's right. still it's it's and and I like I like the way you just said that in, insensitive insensitive and our society now um, a lot of times just insensitivity is just way up and sensitivity is way down and we're trying to bridge that gap now and and and, and it's painful right now it's right. this 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 season that we're in is is pretty painful um right. but it, it has to happen for for healing to occur you know and it's going to take some time it's going to take some work it's going to take and again it boils down to you got to love yourself and you got to be comfortable with being you to have those difficult conversations and healing is happening. It's just, it's just going to take a lot of time and a lot of work. Well, I'm, I'm around for it. Uh, and I know you're around for it. This is a <laughs> brand talk with Dr. Walter Sims, the man of all things purposeful. That's right. So, uh, you really, which you really did. Well, I guess you did, but, uh, you know, I I like to always come around to okay. what's your brand, okay? Right. And um, uh, you you we talked a little bit about you being the purposeful, but yeah. what 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 do you really enjoy the most? You know, if you ask, uh, if you would have asked Frank Sinatra, he would have said, <laughs> "I like singing." I like right. acting, but I love singing. So of all the things that you do, 
does that's good. Does it does it really get you going when you're in front of your your uh, uh, your church uh, uh, congregation and doing a fiery uh, motivational speak? Is it? Is it when you're um, on brand talk, talking to Tad Tello, the funny guy with the hat and the bow tie? What is it? What do you enjoy doing the most? Um, since since you and I have similar backgrounds, uh, and and the Bible is one of our favorite books, I'm gonna just talk about him. Since he's at the centerpiece of this favorite book, Jesus, most of his ministry, John, and and I'm going to answer the question this way. Most of his ministry was outside the church one on one. And what fires me up and I have I have a client this afternoon uh, in a couple of hours. What fires me up more than anything is working with people one-on-one. I, I do have a, a private group. I have a cluster of people that, that are like-minded. I have a membership. But when I can get on Zoom or when I can get on a call or when I meet uh, someone uh, for a cup of coffee and we're talking about their life, it gives me no greater joy than to share someone's life with them. And they have the confidence in me to, to share their vulnerabilities and their fears and their hurts and uh, the things that are holding them back. And when we get to a place and when I ask those questions and I, I coach them, I give them the homework. And when they get on the phone with me and say, Dr. Sims, I get it. Yes. There's no, there's no greater. There's no great. I'm getting goosebumps now, John. There's no greater joy for me that when one of my clients tells me, that Dr. Sims, I get it. Dr. Sims, I'm living my life on purpose. Dr. Sims, you are the reason that my life, I, I, I got to turn around. Wow. I'm working with a married, I'm working with a married couple right now. And I stopped by to give them a, a pep talk the other night. And they both text me and said, Dr. Sims, we cannot thank you enough for just coming and checking on us to see how we were doing. We spent three months together and um, they celebrated their eighth anniversary and we renewed vows. And just just to share people's life with them, John, there's there's no greater joy. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's, exactly what, that's what, what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's what fires me up, brother John. Oh, man, you're such a. You're such as as we say in Jewish circles. You're such a mensch. Who knew? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm humble, man. I'm humble. Thank oh, you, John. Oh, geez, it's just um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful conversation. What do you think is your your most unique characteristic? Uh, what is the thing that I would be most surprised to learn about you uh, after, uh, um, let's say, six months? <laughs> well, what, would uh, I, what would I what would you know, what we're doing now is we're shooting the breeze. It's yeah. really positive where when you come to New York, I'm buying you dinner, whether or not you like okay. it or not. We're going to go there. to Patsy's. We're gonna, I'm going to introduce you to Sal. I'm going to introduce okay. you to all my friends. Uh, maybe okay. we'll get Richard Pryor to come with us. You know, we're going to have some fun. Okay. I, I but what am I going to find? Let's say six months from now. And you're going to say, Wow. I didn't, as Johnny Carson used to say, I did not know that. Well, you, you, that, that is so funny that you asked that question. Um, yesterday, I did a voiceover for a a video production of The Lion King, and I was in the how I got the opportunity. I was in the grocery store. I was in Publix, and and this lady was on the aisle. She was in the frozen foods, and I'm walking, and I'm probably was singing, and she stopped. 
And she said that voice. And, and we started talking. She said, we working on the Lion King. And I did the rendition of Mufasa talking to Simba. And, and she was like, wow. And she just messaged me Monday to help them get ready for the production Sunday. So I did some narrations and they audio, they recorded me yesterday. But I'm saying all that to say what you're going to say when we sit down to that steak dinner in six months in New York, you're going to look at me and say, Dr. Sims, you're the same that I saw on my radio show, oh, my man. live talk. You're the you're the same. And, and the great thing about me, uh, John, is that I'm the same, whether it's virtual or it's live, wherever, wherever you see me, I'm gonna be me. I, I don't put on airs. I I don't I don't try to impress anybody with big words or my knowledge. I'm the same. Wherever you see me, I'm the same. And so that's what people really love about me, uh, that that how consistent my character is. Uh, well, what I did not mean to communicate is that you were um, uh, different as much as everybody has layers. And what I'm what I'm, I'm, not, so I, I'm not what I'm not saying is that you would be different it's just right. the peeling of the onion of that finding out like something uh, like for example with this bigger than life personality i can be shy i mean okay. people will say you're not shy you're talking about you're not shy right, right, right. but i can be shy i there there are times when i am very contemplative and where i learned that from okay was from the franciscans from five to six every day there was meditation and Amen. you would be reflective okay so you're not right. always yelling screaming and carrying on <laughs> okay not, so that's I'm, my other side but go that's ahead that's good that uh, you know, I yeah, I be believe it or not, um, I was picking up a rental car a couple of weeks ago, and uh, my good friend Courtney, uh, we were just talking, and she said, "Dr. Sam, I'm gonna tell you something. Now you probably know this, Dr. Sam, you just too much." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I said I know, I I get that all the time, but to your point." Um, I do. Uh, I have I have a quiet side. Um, I play video games. I have uh, a, yeah. a slew of friends. There's another side of me. I have a slew of friends in the virtual world. We play online uh, NFL football together and we're looking forward to the new game coming out. And I'm looking forward to the new gaming system, the PS5 coming out around November. It. Uh, I'm 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 a geek. I am a geek. Um, I'm waiting on the Note 20 to come out. I have a Note uh, 10 now. I'm waiting for the Note 20 to come out. I'm a I'm a, since I'm an electric engineer. I love gadgets. And I uh, was going there. You took it yeah. right out. But I got a call. I got an email from Colleen saying, "Let Doctor Sims talk. You're talking too much." So that's what I'm. So you're doing it, man. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> Okay, we having we having so much fun. I I am having so much fun, and also hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I am also uh, a Nikon. Oh, yes, uh, I love photography. Um, that I love videography, and so the live streaming, the the I got the setup. So when I was able to come on with you, I got my light, I got my microphone. So this is another side of me. I am I love. I love gadgets. I am a gadget man. Um, yeah, well, so the electrical engineering, of, of course, the electrical engineering is going to is going to uh, determine that. And I have to be a, be a little bit more um, uh, gadget oriented because my grandson Donovan uh, is all you know Fortnite and all yeah. video games and. He's, uh, you know, he's challenging right. me. And That's what good. I feel, uh, wh why I feel uh, um, uh, like accepted by him is when he has a computer problem, he'll ask me to solve the problem. So it's not, uh, he's not, the, uh, he's not the, if he can't solve it, he will in fact ask me. Uh, he was having problems. I, br I bought him a snowball um a microphone 
Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. he, all right. And it was uh, giving him some technical di- difficulties. Right. So right. I right. said, this is the, what happens when your mic freezes. You have to yeah. shut down your whole system and right. reboot it so that it accepts it again. And That's exactly then, right. And, and so yeah. he learned something from me. But go ahead. Oh, that Feel good. That makes you feel good. Then it pop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not completely ancient. I'm ancient, but I'm not all that kind of uh, uh, ancient. So yeah, we have a lot lot in common, John. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you sure you're not Sicilian? Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I used to I, I used to get teased. I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. Let me see. Go ahead. But Go I, ahead. I, you know, uh, Sicilians, uh, Sicily is right near North Africa. Right, so there was right. so there was some there was some uh, 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 rumors that uh, Sicilians there was black blood in Sicilian okay. because of all okay. of that that's going on. So I had my, my <laughs> you're going to love this. So I had my DNA traced and lo and behold, I'm somewhat, uh, we, I have common genes with okay. Nelson Mandela. So oh. I'm just, so I just, I feel so uh, I, happy about that. Well, now, you, you feel, I, I you feel, connected. You feel connected. You feel I, connected. I, I'm getting, pardon me. I'm sorry. I say you feel connected. I, I do. I, <laughs> <laughs> so what I got to do as I'm checking it out, I had it, I, I have it out with 23 and me. So that's the next one. But I, I, I did, I did want to uh, bring that up that, uh anyway, I maybe I shouldn't have brought it up, but uh <laughs> you, you, you're uh, listening. You all right, John. You all right, okay. John. Okay. Okay, <laughs> dear friend. Uh you're listening to Dr. Walter Sims, All Things Purposeful. This is brand talk. And in the last few minutes that we have, could you imagine wow. that it went so quick? We only got another four minutes here. And I, I I wanna I want to find out uh okay. what are your uh, latest projects uh not only are the books but what what are you going to be speaking somewhere where is that all happening and where can we where can we get you in terms of your website and all of that okay well real, real quickly my latest my latest project um as a matter of fact my um my proofreader, my editor, uh, called a few minutes ago, and uh, we're working on my next book, my sixth book, oh. Finding Christ in Crisis, a practical guide of staying focused in challenging times. So that's my latest project. Uh, you can find me on drwaltersims.tv. I have a YouTube channel. I broadcast daily. I'm the pastor of a virtual church. I'm a pastor of a real church. And so we're just uh, coming up to speed, getting everybody back into the building. But since we've been shut down, I I have Bible study on Wednesday nights. I pastor, I preach on Sunday mornings. Uh, We started a virtual church five years ago. And so it evolved into your virtual church. We got T-shirts made. I'm going to pick up my T-shirt tomorrow. So uh, just follow me at uh, drwaltersim.com. I tell everybody I'm Googleicious now. So when you type in Dr. Walter Sims, all my information will pop up. <laughs> Googleicious. I love it. I love it. And with the few minutes we have, I'm going to, I'm going to get personal with you. What kind of okay. music do you like to listen to? Well, people laugh at me, John. I, um, you know, I love, I love gospel. That's, that's, that's my go-to. Sure. But I love, I love, I love 50 cents. I love Fatty Wap. I love, love hip hop. I love, I'm, I'm old school. I love old school. Uh, okay. Okay. You're going to laugh at me and my, my people laugh at me. I have a new obsession and they're about to shut it down, but I have a new obsession called TikTok. And, uh, right. <laughs> I'm not, no. I I'm, I'm I'm trying to get into it myself. I want Donovan I, and I to get into it. Good. But, and so and so I love I love all kind of music, man. I yeah. um 
this is funny. 30 seconds. This is funny. I was my very first cruise. I was a chaperone for a senior class at a private school. And so uh, on the Tuesday, they have the Harry uh, Harry Man Chess competition, and to win the competition, I had to sing "When a Man Loves a Woman," oh. and I won the competition. <laughs> uh, I, I can imagine a past of singing that. You're, you're unbelievable. You are unbelievable. Well, I gotta be. See, I'm a different generation. I love yes, Motown. Sir. Motown. Oh. I mean, that just. I, I can't I can't say enough of uh, of of uh, Motown yeah. and uh, oh jeez you yeah. know uh, I just you know Barry White and I mean oh, yeah. all those great uh, oh man uh, oh man that was a good era that was a good yeah. era yeah well thank you so much for uh, being my guest come back when you that new book is out and, I will uh, thank you thank okay you. Thank anytime you, you want to come on. You got it, brother. Okay. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, and again, thank you, you must, having me today. You must let me know when you're in New York because I got so many friends I'm going to introduce you to, brother. Oh, thank you, John. I, I'm, I'm humbled, man. Thank you again for this opportunity, my friend. Yeah. Well, feelings is mutual. So thanks, folks, for listening to uh, Dr. Walter Sims, All Things Purposeful here on brand talk another way to talk and we'll see you next thursday three o'clock with another grand brand this is dr john tantillo reminding you to go brand yourself